Hello, my peoples. Welcome to the first episode of It's a Trine Thing, where we'll talk about all things trine, past and present. Yes, that does include some things that faculty would probably prefer we not mention, but hey, what are they going to do? Kick us out? Probably. Yeah, they might. In case you don't recognize our voices, we'll give you a little intro about who we are. I'm Micah Hauser, an English communication double major who's suffering from hardcore senioritis. I'm joined by Lake Juan and Ian Price. What's up, my dudes? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Lake Juan. I'm an electrical engineering major, 21 years old, and one of my hobbies is screaming into the night sky for hours. Hi, my name is Ian Price. I'm a sign engineering technology major. I'm 22 years old, and my roommates call me Big Game. My brothers call me Throat Niner Niner, and those are long stories for another time. <laughs> All right. Definitely looking forward to hear what those are about. Um, and just in case you have no idea what Trine is, uh, well, for starters, I don't know why you're listening to this, but just in case, we are a private college in northeastern Indiana, which has mainly STEM and health sciences people, and our very sad Trine ratio is 70 to 30, which is males to females. So it's quite the um, interesting campus. You got that right, yeah. Yeah. The podcast title is It's a Trine Thing that's named after our... <laughs> kind of tragic school motto which is just used in very sarcastic instances for literally anything that goes wrong oh it's a trying thing yeah food's undercooked trying thing fire alarms going off for no reason trying thing <laughs> i think the um best trying thing that a lot of people don't know is the fact that our mascot the white tiger is made only by incest so the literal <laughs> logo of the school is an incest tiger <laughs> You should really explain that. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, that, that, that you can't just leave that there. Okay, that. so I'll go back to where it came from. The Tryon family used to own an amusement park called Fun Spot. It was going until about 2008. It had actual rides. It was kind of like a mini Cedar Point, and it also had a zoo. And in that zoo, there was a blind white tiger named Mariah. So that was kind of the inspiration for our mascot, Storm. This is the first I've ever actually heard of this. I've heard like jokes that our mascot was an incest child, but I that's this is the first time I've actually heard the story. I've heard none of these rumors, so I'm like it It's not like rumors. I did the research and it it was all legit. They bought the place in nineteen ninety four and it closed down. It currently holds boats. So the old amusement park is just like a boat storage unit now. It was actually featured in a creepy old abandoned amusement park book. So if you wanna hit the Google on that <laughs> See, uh, my personal favorite thing that I've heard recently is the fact that at Reiner's, there are currently fight clubs breaking out in the common rooms. Um, (laughs) Yes, I, my whole dream, my entire college career was to start a fight club. But since I'm, I'm a short female, no one takes me seriously. I've always taken you seriously. But now it's legit. Professor Ortiz actually had to get on these people because apparently some of them were in ACJA. And yeah, he had to like tell them to cut it out. One of my friends, Lane, she lives in Reiner's, and she says a lot of times at night, earlier this semester, it sounded like people were banging pots and pans upstairs, and she had no idea what was going on until the Fight Club thing came out. Wow, that's... I thought the first rule about Fight Club was you don't talk about Fight Club. Well, Snapchat exists, so they work on Snapchat with legit boxing gloves, and, you know, not many brain cells apparently on that one. Can we sign up for Fight Club, or... I mean, they just need to relocate. I am so down. No one, everyone will underestimate me. One uppercut, boom, knocked out. Fight me. Ian, you ain't fit for Fight Club. I saw Garrett Howell take you down last night. Yeah, like, complete takedown in two seconds, and he's about half your size. My oh, back yeah. hurts. Yeah, he got him on the ground, pinned. Oh, yeah. 
big gay. That's that's sad. That's tragic. Uh, big gay made a big oof. oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Somebody help. <laughs> All right. So please tell me you've got some more some more history lined up for us to talk about. So do you know what the mascot was before we were the incest child tiger? I do not. I have Ooh. exclusively heard about the white tiger. Well, uh, we were the tri-state Trojans, like the, like, <laughs> like the, yes, like yes. <laughs> that was until 1990. I don't know if they made Storm around that time or if it was afterwards, but yeah, we were the Trojans. So for four years, were we just the nameless thugs that would go beat up people in the football fields? I think that was the awkward interim of. Yeah, actually, I have no idea. I think <laughs> Trine was kind of a sad little school there. <laughs> Who even knew about Trine, really? So we went from condoms to incest tiger. I don't know which one's the incest tiger's incest worse. Tiger, <laughs> yeah, incest that's definitely worse. <laughs> just a trying thing, I guess. It's yeah, it is a trying right. thing. Uh, just like pinning food to the bulletin boards in the calf. Oh, good times. I don't go to the calf anymore because I don't have a meal plan. But the best one I remember was someone pinned up some kind of meat. I think it was bacon, and mm-hmm. the comment card said. So raw, you can basically hear it squeal. Yeah, bacon happens mm-hmm. pretty often. Because see, Ian and I here, we have the unending pleasure and gastrointestinal distress of having oh, a meal yeah. plan here for Whitney Commons. And we have seen everything from entirely raw chicken tenders to bacon that has been burnt to a crisp. It's kind of ridiculous. So it's the, uh, so bad to the point we even name our toilet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out of pity. Yeah. And, and what is that name? Uh, it's Keith now. It was Vinny last year. Different rooms. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you have any decorations above? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we? <laughs> um, above Keith, we have a large poster of Tupac praying. Pray for Keith. And, and that's all. The, the really that's the only explanation you'd know. Hashtag pray for Keith daily. I, I mean, really, it was Trine's fault for only giving a room of six dudes one six toilet. Six guys. Yeah. Six guys get one toilet and, and one, one shower. shower. And the but three sinks. Yeah. No matter what building you're in, all of the toilets are awful. You have to hold the lever down for oh like 20 oh, million yeah. years. Ridiculous. Otherwise, your toilet, your poor, poor toilet, it is, does not survive the day. Yeah. Just a trying thing, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, poor construction, though, is kind of par for the course when it comes to trying. Our ice rink was originally supposed to have two separate uh, rows of bleachers until, what's the company? Pretty sure it's also MTI. Or yeah. MTI, something. yeah, MTI. MTI. They did some measurements wrong. And now they didn't have enough room after they put in the uh, like fancy fancy man suites. Yep. Or no, they had expected the rice bowl to sell out. Oh, did they? they had, yes. They, this is what oh. I heard from, I think, one of the Delta Chi brothers. They had expected the forever staunch old Asian woman that runs the rice bowl to have sold the rice bowl by the time they broke ground. So they had planned for all of that to have been able to be part of the ice rink. But when she didn't budge until well after they had started construction... They only had enough room for one row of bleachers. I will say, in the Rice Bowl's defense, I had a hangover one day, went through with my girlfriend. That food is magical. <laughs> I felt better instantly. I don't know what they do, but... It's the the owner, how she forces soup upon you. It, yeah. It's got to be like Chinese voodoo. You ever been there, Mike? It's good. I've never had the honor. Um, the little sketchy red shack kind of put me off. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's um, sketchy on the inside, too. I honestly didn't know about it until my sophomore year, and by then, yeah. I just, just yeah, didn't no, happen. It's sketch on the inside, and no matter what the reason, the owner will find a reason to push her soup on you, her egg drop soup. I think it was Jacob Hamblin, mm-hmm. myself, and Sam Byers went there after we gave blood, and we'd, we had this, the big sticker, you know, the big proud... I was a good boy today sticker. 
And she saw it and launched into like a 10-minute narrative as to why we need to really get our soup. That soup did miracles, though. The soup's, it's nasty. <laughs> no, it's good. What, did they just like plop an egg in there and it's egg Pretty drop. much. <laughs> There's some spices, too, like, but it, the soup, it worked a miracle. I mean, you know I hate eggs, though, so that's just me. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to mention about our lovely Trines campus, a lot of people aren't on the, like, academic side of campus around 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. and... So they don't know about the lovely bagpipes that go off. I thought I was five. crazy for like two and a half years. And it's not just the academic side. You can hear them all across campus. Oh, yeah. But they didn't used to be. It used to just be on the academic side. Oh, really? Side. Yeah. Did they, did they make it louder or something like that? No, I think they put the other speaker by Hershey. I remember freshman year, I could hear them by uh, Bukov. But yeah. Speakers. Yeah. Yeah. It it's not an actual bagpipes. bagpipes. But I met. So when I was taking music appreciation, the band director came in and he played bagpipes for us. Well, said, maybe he recorded it. He I said don't he know. Practices. But, so like, I just um, assumed he was around campus playing you know, bagpipes. Five o'clock. <laughs> for, for the longest time, I would bring it up to friends and ask them if they'd heard the bagpipes uh, playing Amazing Grace at five o'clock every single day. And no one for like two and a half years had of my close friend group had ever heard them. So I, honest to God, thought I was just losing my mind. Mm hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that bridge real quick. Speaking of trying yeah. things. Uh, bridge no one can use except faculty or visitors. Oh, yeah. That bridge. Yeah. The I've, useless bridge. It's so, okay. Like, I get that they want to show off. I get that they want to be like, ooh, look at us. We have money. Well, it's also, they're like, we're bridging academics and athletics. It's okay, but I want to walk on the oh, damn bridge. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah. That is good. But I want to walk on the damn bridge. Oh, I do too. If they want to bridge academics and athletics, then maybe they should let all students walk on the You know bridge. that door is like always unlocked, right? No. Every time I've tried to open, it's been locked. I think it used to be There's a little less restricted back before we had the whole try and facelift. I think they're a little more cautious now with things and I think they have cameras in places they didn't used to and mm-hmm. yeah. kids got a lot got away with a lot more back in the day. Those darn kids. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we still get away with stuff. Trying students are crazy. I think the uh, stir-crazy aspect kind of just spurs us on to mm-hmm. insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Ian, you remember the night that we uh, broke into the vending machine? We didn't break in. We just shook it. Okay, we we stole snacks. That are was we, really anticlimactic, guys. Are we, yeah. Are we I was finally... expecting Ian to launch into like this whole narrative about how we got caught by campus safety and well, I they let us off the hook. And it was just because Noah was trying to climb like a monkey. I wasn't prepared but... that we were actually saying we did it because it was like on the DL. Dude, everything at this school is either on the DL or on the DL, but not actually on the DL. Like, I really hope there's some rule follower who's listening to this and he's they're like, gonna come find you now and you admitted to a crime. They're gonna come get you. I mean, so next time you hear those police sirens, y'all I better run. You. Moving on. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I think the person graduated, but... Back in my day of my youth. Ah, the olden days. I remember when I lived in Moyer, I had to walk across campus to get to class. There were always bananas. Bananas in trees, bananas on the ground, bananas in car exhaust pipes. Wait, what? Bananas everywhere. I think you've mentioned this to me, but you never really elaborated on it. Yeah, I, I was talking to someone about this recently. They said it was this one guy and he either got kicked off campus or graduated. Honestly, either one's likely. And he would just always put bananas in places. So he's like a banana bandit. Yeah. So anytime the he walked. Bandit, yes. Normal people look in the parking lot for like, oh, make sure there's not a skunk prowling. Make sure there's no one going to jump out at you. I look at the exhaust pipes for bananas. Since you mentioned the skunks, I was actually chased down by a skunk my <laughs> sophomore year trying to walk yeah. into UCA. 
Oh, the skunks are so bad. They're around the villas and they're around the golf course apartments. Skunk infestation. I mean, I'm sure that there's something campus ops could do about it, but as we'll talk about here in a minute, they are, for the most part, incompetent. I I don't know. I think those skunks just really outsmart them. They have the will to survive on campus. (laughs) Freakishly smart skunks? They should be our new mascot. They should. They're not incest. Well, I'm I'm assuming most aren't incesty, but, you know, the trying skunks. Freakishly smart skunks. It really is representative. I think they should consider a brand change. It's a trying thing. <laughs> skunks. <laughs> it's a trying thing. But yeah, back to the uh, campus safety. Actually, I think that you have the best <laughs> yeah. story here, Micah, oh, about yes. campus ops ah. being uh, horrible at their jobs. The perfect thing to end on. So last weekend, it was storming. It was windy. Around early afternoon, The I live in a villa, so there's five of us in the villa. Upstairs, the girl in the room next to me knocks on my door and says, hey, Micah, my uh, my smoke detector's leaking. I'm like, her smoke detector was legitimately leaking in addition to the vent right next to it. It's like, oh, you know, no big deal. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 1230 a.m. and the fire alarm goes off because the water in the smoke detector set off our fire alarm for 10 minutes. Campus yeah. ops or safety or whoever could not figure out how to shut it off. So my roommate, Carol, just went up there, yanked it out of the ceiling, and ah, we had silence. But that was awful. And they kept coming back because they didn't want to leave it off. And they kept setting it off again, trying to fix it. And we're like, they didn't know what they were doing. So we're like, just leave it off. There's like 10 smoke detectors in every villa. We'll be okay without one. There's 10 in... Not 10, but you know, there's, there's, there's a lot. one per oh. room, one in the hallway, one downstairs, one in the... Ca- like, they're everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, his, his reaction of uh, you guys telling him that how you guys just pulled it out. Yeah, you you maybe shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, you maybe should fix the villas when they're leaking. It's a trying thing. Yep, it's a trying <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, uh, oh man. I mean, that's not the first villa though that's leaked really badly. Oh, that's um, not the first issue any of the villas yeah, have had. You have a pretty interesting story. Yeah. So this is my story. This is a story from another engineer in my department who I was talking to in class the other day. Basically, he lived in the villas last year, and his roof or the ceiling had a some water damage above the staircase, and he never really thought too much of it. Until one day he woke up and was walking down the stairs and there was a huge crack in his ceiling. And he didn't have time to call campus ops because he was running late for class. So he just figured, oh, okay, I'll run to class and when I come back, then I can call campus ops. Um, it should last like three hours, right? Well, he, uh, he gets back from class and there are campus ops uh, golf carts all around his villa, like corralling it almost. And it turns out the crack was from a tub of water that was in his ceiling. The actual... uh, A literal bucket? A literal bucket that had filled up and crashed through the ceiling. And this is because years prior, maybe a year, I don't know exactly the time frame, but um, at some point prior, there had been a really bad storm that had caused the roof to start leaking. And campus ops, as opposed to actually fix the leak... Or maybe call someone qualified who could fix the leak. Or maybe call someone qualified. But as opposed to any of that... They decided to set up a bucket in the actual crawl space of the ceiling with a funnel and a tube running from the leak into the bucket. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're telling me they rigged this janky bucket, pole, whatever, tube system to fix a roof leak and they forgot it there? Yes. As opposed to just fixing the roof? Yeah. So they forgot it there and it eventually got filled with rainwater and debris and stuff just from the roof. 
and it got so heavy that it just crashed through their ceiling and it ruined like three square feet of uh, ceiling. I'm a little concerned now. I, you know, I'm going to go tell Anna and Carol, hey, you guys should go check for buckets in your ceiling. Yeah. Because you, you never know, damage. apparently. If you see water damage, run. The moral of this story is have a ginormous umbrella on hand at all time because you never know when water's just going to dump onto you from that the ceiling. That ain't enough. Or a bucket. So like you need like a reinforced <laughs> umbrella, like a metal sheet like a over hat. your head. Yep. You just can't trust the roofs around here. Yeah. Free tuition? <laughs> Free <laughs> yeah, tuition. That's a, I mean, that would be a miracle. at least, uh, yeah, they wouldn't do it. Uh, well, that's about all we have time for today. And like, look. We understand that colleges want to put their best foot forward and like they don't want us talking about these these things, you know, because it doesn't frame them in the best light. But what's the fun in that? You know, we got to keep keep these things alive. When we graduate, who's going to remember all of this? Oh, yeah. I mean, and this this is a hardly uh, an exhaustive list of things we've talked about. We haven't even mentioned fraternity vigilantes or the meth lab or uh, any of the really fun stuff. This is the the PG version. Oh, yes. So until next time, my peoples, thank you for listening and tune in next time when we talk about the infamous Villa Meth Lab. Later. See y'all.